We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, everybody. Thanks for uh, sticking it out with us. We are going to jump into our mailbag portion of the day. We got a bunch of stuff start up, and we're going to just rapid fire this thing. We're going to get some questions answered. We're going to have some fun with it. Obviously, there's a lot of recruiting questions, Ryan. Not surprisingly, it is a Monday, so I'll bring them up. I'll throw them at you, and we'll see what happens. We'll see what sticks on the wall here. Uh, but leading things off is our guy, our uh, – recruiting expert in the chat, Brandon Plensner, uh, who didn't make it to the cookout that was planning to besides Marquise Davis and Brandon Caesar, anyone else? And did Davis Andrews attend? I think you answered all those in the last podcast, but yeah, go ahead and wrap that up here. Yep. And, and I, I, I did message back Brandon on the message board, just so you know. Uh, so, so just in case you missed it, but to answer this question, Marquise Davis and Brandon Cease are the only players that I've been able to verify that were not at the cookout. I have talked to or seen pictures at least, I be, believe of everybody else. So everybody else has kind of been verified. So there should have been 31 total players that made the trip on campus this, this Sunday. Davis Andrews, who's a 2024 safety out of the state of Utah, a player that is potentially going to take a Mormon mission, so he's more of a 2026 kid that he's going to end up being a 2024. I put an update on the board either last week or the week before. It was sometime over the last couple weeks. He was originally planning on attending the cookout and then making a decision, you know, over the next few months because there's no big rush because, again, he's a kid that's going to take a Mormon mission, so – it's not like he has to get into a class right now because it's like there's not going to be a spot for me. Like there's definitely going to be a spot for you. There's no 2026 right. commits in the, right. <laughs> in the those, class. Those kids just finished their freshman year. Yeah, exactly. So look. So basically, what what the issue is is that he's going to be a senior this year. He's got the captain stuff. He's got the 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 camp stuff. It's just starting for him. And just kind of being on campus and the time change thing is also a little bit of a, of a headache as far as figuring out, you know, the ability to get out and travel from Utah to, to Notre Dame. So he had basically canceled the trip, Brandon. He did not end up making the trip to Notre Dame. 
He has already rescheduled his trip, though. They are going to be at the Ohio State game, Notre Dame-Ohio State. We believe that Notre Dame is in a tremendous spot for Davis Andrews. They're fighting against the schools that I would say are just a little bit more of a deeper understanding of of the mission process, right? Like Notre Dame's had, you know, like Keanu Kina, Kohano Kia recently who took the Mormon mission, but they're going against Utah, BYU, UCLA, some other schools that have had just a little bit more of a, well, Utah and BYU have had a lot of players that have obviously taken advantage of that. So he is going to be here for the Ohio state game. He unfortunately had to cancel this trip though this weekend. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We have, I'm going to throw this one up now because this is an easy one to answer from Coleman Smith. Will there be a practice report show today? It's already been recorded, baby. It's in the can, as they say. And so as soon as it gets all edited up and everything, it will be posted, Coleman. So we made sure we knocked that out before this show started. I know Brian's working on it. So there will be a show because it's already been recorded. It's in the air, baby. So uh, it will come, Coleman. So hang tight. It's about 25 minutes long, give or take, about practice this morning. I know I know Brian had already put his report on the board and yep. obviously keep, make sure you hit that notification bell to know when that video pops up for you. But Vince, how was practice, man? You don't have to tell me any details, but it was yeah, a good well, day. I mean, more off more more with five periods again, right? So it's 25 minutes of actual practice time plus stretching, you know. Um, you know, defensively, they they pretty much gave us what what we've been getting. Um, and that's a lot of recognition, a lot of individual footwork type drills, you know, things like that. Yeah. So I watched the safeties in the corners today, so I gave a little bit of a report on that, what they're looking like, you know, are they smooth in and out of transitions, you know, things like that. Brian was paying attention to the big boys a little bit more today, defensive nice. line, offensive line. Um, I would say things are pointing in the right direction uh, on both cases for him. And then we watched a little routes on air and uh, watching some great connections between Sam Hartman and Chris Tyree. Uh, nice. That was a lot of fun to watch. Let's just say this. 
whether it is from the top down or whether it's Sam Hartman or whether it's Chris Tyree, I don't know. But there was a concerted effort on Sam Hartman's part to make sure he was throwing deep balls to Chris Tyree the entire time we were at practice. It's really interesting, though, because when I heard about the switch, obviously, you know, obviously back in the spring of Chris Tyree, you think of that move, Vince, as a running back turning to a slot receiver of being kind of an underneath target, right? The short sure. to intermediate and making guys miss in space. Very interesting that he's going to that your scene starts to really kind of, I guess, expand the passing tree a little bit and work downfield a little bit. That's really interesting, man. It's something I wasn't fully expecting, to be honest. He catches the ball over his shoulder quite well. Made a couple of adjustments today from one shoulder to the other. Uh, made a nice adjustment on a, a poorly, not poorly thrown ball, but just a little bit off where it went directly like over his head, like one of these. That's like the hardest catch to make. You know what I mean? Because you just you don't see it until it's almost in your hands. Made a, it was beautiful. Didn't fight the ball. Um, I mean, it, it, I'm telling you, man. If 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 what we're seeing is any indication as to what it's going to look like, and granted, this is still July. Like, there's a yes. long ways to go, and this just could be. Hey, we're just trying to get this kid comfortable in the offense. That kind yeah. of thing. It could be that, and we never see it all season. But if it looks the way it does now, man, I'm telling you. Chris Tyree is going to be on people's radars, man. The, the kid is fast and his hands are getting better every practice. And because and I think from an NFL draft perspective too, right, Vince? Because, I mean, at today's game, love those gadget kids, man. The kids that I'm can make you. stuff happen in space. Yep. Like that's – honestly, it's better for the longevity of Chris Tyree potentially having a Absolutely. professional career to be that than just being a, a downhill running back. Like that's yep. very interesting for him, man. Very interesting. Yeah. No, absolutely. So – Go check out the, the video as soon as it's posted. I'm not sure if it's up yet because um, obviously we're doing this, but it'll be up soon. And there's also a written report on the board. So uh, lots of good stuff because he put out, uh, I know the other day, we just put out a video and people were like, well, we like the written version, but we like the video version. So I know, pretty, I much get both, pretty much going to get both from here on out uh, is what it sounds like. So, um, so check it out. And then we'll be back tomorrow morning, another practice. Um, and so hopefully we'll see some good stuff uh, tomorrow as well. So. All right, let's jump back into this thing. Back up to the top from Brandon. IB's thoughts on the green jerseys for Ohio State. Do you think Notre Dame will have another alternate jersey combo for the Navy game in Ireland? Vince, I hate the color green. <laughs> I love them. I thought that they looked fantastic. Fan? I don't know if you agree. Really? Really? Are you are you hearing that by the way? Are you hearing anything like some okay. Yeah, so I'll let me let me give my opinion here. So I was not expecting the green pants, obviously. Now, I was definitely excited about the possibility of the reimagined version of the green jersey since they said that they were going to be, you know, dropping something when they left that hint out yesterday, right? Um, I, yeah. I will say that I like the, I like the white man. I think, I think they got a little bit inspired from the white names on the back of the green jerseys last year, but it pops, man. I, I really like the way that they look. I, you know, I could take or leave the green pants, but it's fine. I mean, that's kind of the thing is the, the monochromatic look. Okay. That's fine. I have no problem it's with the green color pants. rush, baby. Color yeah, rush. It's, it's very color rushy. Uh, I, 
I would have loved to see white pants. If I'm being honest, I think that would have been a nice little pop of color, some white with a little green accent action. I think that would have been cool, but Hey, it is what it is. Nobody wanted to see the the gold pants. They don't like what the gold pants look like in the first place. So everybody's like, Oh, we wanted to see gold. No, you didn't because that would have been the same ones that Under Armour throws out there every game. So you didn't really want to see those. So yeah, I think they look great, man. The white pops off the green. I, I've always been a fan of the darker green, if I'm being honest. But you know, we can. Oh, I love that green, man. That green was dope. Hopefully, my mic is a little better, folks. I actually hit the wire, and hopefully, it sounds Uh, good at the moment. No, we're good now. We're good now. Okay. Sounded like uh, you know, Mr. Roboto there for. I I know that's what I saw in the chat. I I (laughs) love these these blue Yeti microphones are awesome, except these cords just go so quickly, man. They go bad so fast. I I was Uh, thinking this. I need to get a new cord too because you barely touch it. And all of a sudden, you're getting knocked out, and it's not good. But exactly, I digress. Well, so yes, they, I think they hit it out of the park. And of course, we can't talk about the green jerseys without the manner in which that they presented them was with the Jerry Maguire yes. video. Hilarious! Oh, it was fantastic. I I would say this about the video because I mean, literally, because I know people couldn't hear me, but like I I'm not a fan of green for the most part, but I ah. loved those jerseys, man. I really thought they were absolutely dope. The Jerry Maguire spoof was was hysterical. It really was. Yes. Marcus Freeman was fantastic. Audric is hilarious, but I will say this. My man needs some acting lessons because it could have been a little better of acting, just a little bit better of acting, but it was still hilarious, man. Did you, Him, did like, you see uh, yeah. Hartman's shirt that he was wearing? Yes. Yes, I did. That was great. As a nice little yes. added touch that you had me at hello yes. shirt. That, that was uh, – that was class. I don't know who the girl was. It was just like chilling there, which I thought was pretty funny, but like whatever. Yeah. I, I, I felt bad because I didn't know who that young lady was either, but I mean, it was all <laughs> with no credits, but I don't remember what the name was. I mean, it, whatever, but uh, I'm sure it was a lot of fun to put that together for sure. Yeah. Aldrick with no shirt on made me feel even worse about myself than I typically do, which is fantastic. So yeah, you should feel bad about yourself when he's in a shirt and you're around him, let alone without a shirt on like that man. Seriously. Oh my gosh. If I was, if I was Cuba Gooding jr, because I hope everyone has seen Jerry Maguire at this point, but if I was Cuba Gooding jr, I would be so flattered that they're like, oh, that guy's oh. playing me in this? Nice, man. Nice. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> seriously. I, I, I really kind of got upset. I saw somebody on X, uh, X say yeah. that, well, maybe next year they can actually do a movie that's not decades old. Like, really? That's that's <laughs> your problem that with the fact they did The Hangover and now they did Jerry Maguire? Like, really? That's your issue? Come on. These are iconic apparently, apparently people, I have not verified this, Vince, but apparently that is Audric's girlfriend that was the young lady in the in the oh. scene. So there you go. Okay. There you go. All right. If true. That's awesome. Cool. Oh, good for her. Good for her. Riding those coaches. Yeah. No, I'm joking. No. Man, Marcus <laughs> Freeman. Marcus oh. Freeman is an absolute treasure, though, man. He did so well in that little thing. That was great. And the the I mean they went all out. They even had like the brick cell phones and like the whole thing. Like it was well done on so many levels. I want to know whose office that was because that wasn't Marcus Freeman's office though. So I want to know whose office they had to take over because we're told that they don't have enough room in the Goog. So whose office they, did he? They take even over had the. They even had the collar all messed up and unsorted because obviously in that scene it was when Jerry got kicked out of the agency, right? He's always trying to yes, get all the all of his clients or whatever. Yeah, 
I wanted to see him in the middle. Like, who's coming with me? Who's coming with me? And then be like, I don't know, Sam Hartman stand up. I'll come with you. I'll do it. That uh, oh, that would have been good, Vince. You should be a part of the uh, the creative team, man. That would have been really good. A little uh, little thing there. That would have been great. Uh, anyway, that was but it was well done. It was well done. It was very well done. I know people keep asking where you can buy the jersey. I have no idea. Uh, Google is a great there, place to start. Well, there was know. a there was a link on the message board actually. Somebody oh, uh, somebody nice. already put them up for sale. It wasn't like Under Armour. It was a third party. But apparently, a third party that has access to Under Armour jerseys or whatever, and they're for sale. Nice. So, awesome. You can go on the message That's board, cool. click the link. I don't know what link it is, but it's it's there somewhere. So, yeah, yeah. awesome. All right, let's see here. Let's go to another question. We got a ton of them start up here, so this is going to take some time here. All right, Stevie Wonder, Vince, as a former physical education teacher, oh, what advice would you offer Jeremy Pruitt? Is Jeremy Pruitt yeah, going to be a gym teacher? I'm Apparently he's going to be a high school uh, physical education teacher. Yeah, so former uh, Tennessee coach. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, well, okay. Alabama, well, all, uh, Alabama, DC. Yeah. My uh, my first suggestion would be pay as little attention in staff meetings as possible because nothing will pertain to you. Uh, just go look good, make jokes. That's pretty much the role of the gym teacher. Never wear uh, anything but breakaway pants and shorts, t-shirts, and hoodies. Don't set the bar too high from an apparel standpoint. Always no. come comfortable because once you start wearing the polos every day, that's when they start having expectations for you. You don't want to don't want to set that bar too high. So just come comfortable and do your thing. Always have a backup whistle. It's going to be important as well because you never know when you're going to misplace yours. Always have a backup. During COVID, I had one of those ones with like the button, like it was a non-blowing yeah. whistle. I had the one in the hand. So that was nice. nice. I had that one in the desk drawer for many years afterwards. So you just do the, the hand whistle. Uh, no, but hey, look, good for him. They need more good gym teachers out there. Hope he takes his job seriously. Make some make some special connections with those kids and have a good time. That's the best part. I but I love being a PE. They teacher. need more teachers in general, man. There's yeah, a teaching no shortage everywhere. So. I'm surprised they didn't put him in like an English classroom or a math classroom. So seriously, man. Seriously. Well, I, I used to be so I used to be so envious of gym teachers, Vince. Actually, at one point I was like, man, I wish I would have been a gym teacher instead. Because I always used to wear nice clothes. And then I would walk past the yep. gym teachers and they'd be in hoodies and stuff. I'd be like, dang, man, I really miss an opportunity here. <laughs> I really miss I mean, look, I shout every morning. I'm gonna put that out there, but then you just roll from like pajamas, which is like t-shirt and shorts for me, you know what I mean? Yeah. And into basically pajamas that I wore to work. And it was glorious. It was I went from being a U.S. history teacher to being a gym teacher, and I'll I would never go back. Like, there's no chance. Oh, you were a history teacher, really? I was. Really? That was my. That's what I actually nice. went to school for. But uh, oh, nice. I found that avenue, buddy, and I took it. <laughs> I took it. All right. You're smart. So, all right, You're here smart. we go. The history expert. Speaking of teaching history, how do y'all feel about playing Navy first? I'd rather like the idea of getting it out of the way first. And the time and the last time Notre Dame played Navy in Dublin, the Irish got to the championship game. That's interesting. I hadn't thought too much about that making the championship <laughs> after being in Dublin. I will say this though, because I agree a billion percent. I would rather get a game out of the way. Like there's, I, I really think that if the game was in the middle of the year or near the end of the year, 
you would have to have some attention to the triple option every so often during the season, right? It doesn't have to be a weekly thing, a weekly session, but every couple weeks, like maybe a quick, quick, uh, quick session of let's work on the option, defending the option, getting it out of the way is great. And I also think, I also think that this is a game where you potentially, because you're going to be playing against a Navy team that doesn't have a ton of talent coming back, that you can get a lot of teams playing time as well. Like, like open up with Ohio State is awesome in the sense of we get to see a good football game like we did last year, right, for the most part. But easing into the season, I do like getting guys' feet wet a little bit. I do like getting them some playing time. So playing against a team that is maybe not the best player team on your yeah. schedule and getting the triple option out of the way I think is a tremendous opportunity. I do not want that lingering. Absolutely. I look from a preparation standpoint, I like it at the beginning of the season because you can get that preparation out of the way. They're unlike any other team you're going to prepare for from a defensive standpoint, right? From your, your defense for their offense. If you have them in the middle of the season, you've got to have a period or two each week where you're talking about triple option. You have to. If they're the first yeah. game of the season, you don't have to worry about that after week number one. So, right. from a preparation and coaching standpoint, I love it being the first game. Do I love it being in Dublin, Ireland? I mean, obviously, I could take or leave where the game is played. You should go to Dublin, time, Vince. You got that, I mean, uh, you got that big teaching salary, so you can get out seriously, there. Seriously, I, I want to go, <laughs> but my boss won't pay for it. So uh, no, <laughs> I'll be in the middle of school. I can't take off that kind of time. What are you? What are you crazy? Um, uh, no, but I, I think it's great that they do the Dublin thing every now and again. I love that they play Navy. I think that's cool too. Um, but you know, having Navy first game of the season is super beneficial from a coaching and prep standpoint. So I love it. Now, does that mean they're going to go to the national championship game? I think that is a bit of a stretch, but I like having them week one. If I had to put the schedule together, how about that? All right. From Adam Williamson, any possibility of future live game commentary? I thought there was another question in here about that as well. I, we did it one time last year, obviously, for the USC game because none of us attended the USC game. And there's talk, there's chatter. I don't want to get anybody excited, but there's <laughs> chatter about potentially doing it for the Navy game and then potentially doing it for the Stanford game at the end of the year. So maybe, I don't know. There's nothing set in stone, but it was fun when we did it. Um, my biggest problem was, not talking enough. Like I just like to watch the game in silence. And exactly. Like exactly. Focus. Yeah. And uh, Brian yeah. kept saying, "We gotta keep talking. We gotta keep talking." And I'm like, "Okay, I'm sorry." So, uh, but yeah, I'm I mean, watching it was the fun. game, man. I'm watching the right. game. <laughs> right. It was a good time. I, I have a feeling we'll do it at some point again. Uh, but uh, nothing set in stone. But we'll let you know. We will let you know well in advance if that is something we're gonna do. And we turned into a meme that I see on the yes, message board all the time, which, which is, is funny, by the way. So, I mean, it, yeah. that is actually pretty funny. I My son's got a soccer game at the exact same time as the Navy game, which is awesome. But, you know, it is what it this is. Was, this was Vince in the meme. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And my favorite is, like, yeah. the, the one where we're celebrating, Brian's – was clearly ahead of ours and so he starts yes. celebrating before you and i start celebrating because you know yeah yeah so that was fun that was awesome all right let's see here what do we got pete weber if the ib team did live broadcast during the games imagine being able to watch with that instead of the garbage commentary that we get 80 percent of the time i mean i will be the first one to admit that i think that we are the better option 
uh, now. I mean, that, that's the reason we do it, Pete, honestly, right. is that, I mean, not to be like egotistical, right? But like, <laughs> we think that we might know a little bit more about the Notre Dame team than some of the commentary you guys are going to get. So that's is a very yeah. good point. And that yeah. is, uh, and, and you can obviously say that about 90%. Well, I don't know if I'm going to go that high. 60% yeah. of the people <laughs> who follow Notre Dame on a regular basis, that they know more than uh, the commentary guys that are on national television, but that's the nature oh, of yeah. the gig. I mean, that's how it works. And you don't expect them to know as much as, as we do. Right. But uh it was fun. I hope we do it again. I don't know which game I would prefer, but I do hope we do it again. And maybe we're going to do something similar like in the future for every game. I don't know. It just depends on, you know, how things shake out. So uh, should be a lot of fun for sure. From NH, who are the three are the top three recruits you'd like to see commit in the 25 class? Just like a dream recruit question, I guess, because Notre Dame's going to need a lot more than three recruits because they only have two right now. So <laughs> we can't end a class good. of five recruits. That's a very good point. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just being a jerk, obviously. And for people that know me or follow me on X, you know I'm just a jerk sometimes. So I apologize to UNH. But three <laughs> dream recruits, players that I would very much want to end up at Notre Dame. One's Deuce Knight. We talked about him at quarterback. That's one that I – yeah, I think that would be great. I mean, a kid from where he's from, with the talent he has, with the fit that he presents, I think that Deuce Knight would be a tremendous one. I would say also for me, I mean, again, this is – I would say this is a dream because Notre Dame actually has gotten a visit from this player already, but I just don't think it's super likely as of right now. But I – love Jordan Young, the safety out of North Carolina. I think he is an absolute star. I think he's one of the best defensive recruits, regardless of position in the class. So Jordan Young would be one for me. And then three would be Owen Strebig, the offensive lineman out of Wisconsin. 6'8", okay. 290, was just at Notre Dame this past weekend. That kid's just different, man. He is. Uh, David Sanders, for me, is the best offensive tackle in the 2025 class right now out of Charlotte, um, out of um, uh, names escaping me of the, of the high school he plays at, but he's from North Carolina as well. But he's a fantastic player. But I would say this: Owen Strebig isn't as far behind as some people will act like. I don't think he is. Right? He is six eight, two ninety, tremendous football player. So I would say Jordan Young, Deuce Knights, Owen Strebig would be my three picks. Okay, all right, I like that quarterback, offensive line. I mean. You, you kind of hit the big ones, right? So if they're yes. going to go big, going big in those position groups is not a bad thing. I do like that a you, lot. You got to you got rec to recruit the important positions. There's no doubt about that. So I yeah, like right. someone said, J um, Jadon Blair. I would not be if you can't get Jordan Young. Jadon Blair is not a uh, he's not a just a parting gift, right? Like that's a really really good football player. So I'd be down for that. Christopher Burgess, someone said, who's a defensive lineman out of out of Simeon in, in the city of Chicago in Illinois. That'd be another good pick. I would totally be fine with that one as well. Providence Dave was what I was hesitating on. Thank you, Brandon. That's where David Sanders Jr. goes to high school. How about Nick P? He's not a recruit, but we need to recruit him to NBC. <laughs> Gus Johnson. Nah, man. I want I want uh I want Vince D'Addario to be on NBC. That's what I want. So I, I want him to be the uh yeah, yeah. I'm in. I'm in. I can do it. I can do the color just as well as any jamoke that they get getting in there, man. So uh, the bar has not been set very high. What's a jamoke? What's a jamoke? I don't know what that is. I don't know. I think it's yeah. an Italian thing. I, I, 
heard that throughout my life at various family functions. So it's like, he's a jamoke. Uh, but I, you know what? Like I said, the bar's not set very high. I feel like I could jump right in, not miss a beat. So yeah, I like the, I like it. I like it. All right. Let's jump back into some <laughs> other stuff here. I've jamoke. never heard that before. Jamoke. That's funny. You can, you can use it. It's all yours, buddy. I love all it. All right. From Urban Castaneda. Uh, hey, Ryan. Thank you for all the work that you do. Makes Mondays a little bit more tolerable. Is Deuce transferring an omen of where he wants to go? I knew there was another Deuce question in here. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I mean, Urban, we, we hit on this. First and foremost, thank you so much for the, po the positive remark there. I really appreciate it. Mondays are always really fun, especially on this show. Um, for Deuce Night, we already hit on this a little bit, right? I personally don't think it's an omen. I don't. I think that it's just him making a better decision as far as going to a better high school with a better academic track and all those things that are involved in that type of projection. I think that he decided to go to a really good school. And I clearly understand why people would look at it and say, let's go to a high school in Tennessee and Tennessee is one of his top schools. And I completely understand it, but I think Notre Dame is going to end up getting the same look that Tennessee is going to get that Ole Miss and some of the other schools that are high on his list are going to get as well. So I think I think Notre Dame is going to be in a good spot with Deuce Knight, but we shall see. We shall see. Yeah. But I don't think it's a yeah. bad omen. I don't. All right, so uh, we got to we got to I got to fill up this comment here from Omar. He says, "You guys are entertaining as heck today." Vince's gym teacher answer was pure gold. I just call him how I see him. All right, just got to lay yeah, low. Man. You got to lay low. Here's a funny story for you. I was a gym teacher slash health teacher at a different high school uh, about five or so years ago. And I was there for five years, five years okay. at this place. I also coached football at that school. Okay. My father-in-law ran into somebody, you know, randomly on the street. And they're like, oh, I teach at that high, you know, at this high school. He's like, oh, my, my son-in-law teaches there. And this is like four or five years into my stint at this school. And the teacher's like, yeah, I have no idea who that is. I was like, <laughs> success. <laughs> Fly under the radar, baby. <laughs> My classroom was in the back of the building, right near an exit to a small parking lot. That's where I came in. That's where I left. Bell to bell, baby. I was like, yes, well, they don't know who I am. I mean, Vince, if you gave me the option of being the teacher that nobody knows or the teacher that everybody knows, I think I would probably go with the nobody knows, to be honest. I think that's much safer. <laughs> like, well, I'm saying usually if. If everybody knows you, that's usually actually a bad thing. Like exactly. there's a reason that everybody knows you. So I'm there with you. Bingo. I'm there with you. Bingo. There's no doubt about it. I love teaching and I loved like the small group of people that I would like hang out with. You know what I mean? The coaches and you know, those kinds of people. And the funny thing is usually my, the closest people or one of the closest people that I had was like the principal. Like I was always tight with the principal, okay. the people in charge. So I was good to go there. If the nice. random English teacher didn't know who I was, that's okay. <laughs> That's that random big message. That's awesome. Yeah, that's right. Somebody in the chat when, when we were talking about it, they're like, okay, Vince, we get it. Under, was it undersell, overachieve, or something like that? Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Set the bar super low. You have no problem getting over it. Okay. That that was usually my my uh my teaching philosophy. Worked out pretty well for many, many years. So it's it. not the kind I of effort it. I give to IB. Okay. Set the bar way up and here. I was going to say, look where you are now, Vince. You're a dean, no, right. and I know, man. I don't know how I backed into that job. They were desperate. So, because we're coming up on the one year anniversary of me getting that job, which That's also cool. coincides with the week school started. So, just saying. All right. Tommy Guns 
This is an interesting question because I've kind of been racking my mind about this one, Ryan. And you look at this from a national standpoint. So you know a lot of these schools around the country. I think the answer is no, but I want to get your opinion. Is there a private school in Indiana that is of the same caliber athletically and academically equal to the school that Deuce is transferring to in Tennessee? I don't believe so. I mean, I'm trying to think now kind of off the top of my head, but I mean, Lipscomb Academy is a really good school. Like it's a really good school in the state of Tennessee. I mean, Vince, you know, the Indiana landscape a little better than I do. Like, is there anybody that's even in the realm? Like, I'm just trying to like think off the top of my head. Like I, I, yeah, the short answer is no. I couldn't come up so with anything. Someone's like cathedral, cathedral, cathedral's Colbert in Indianapolis, um, which yeah. is a, a very good school. They go out of state sometimes to yeah. to play teams. Um, you know, the the school that Deuce is going to is playing IMG, like right. the first game right. of the season. So I mean, there's nobody that has that kind of a schedule in Indiana where they're going on. Now, part of that is because the IHSAA doesn't allow you to go more than 250 miles away. Uh, I believe is the number. Uh, oh, is that what that it is? Might, and that might be round trip. I can't remember what the details are, uh, but you, you're you, you can't go very far. Uh, so basically, you are relegated to the state, the border states, essentially uh, in Indiana. They don't want you to travel. Gotcha. Uh, so that's one that's of the reasons, like La Lamere, the big basketball school uh, out west of us, um, mm-hmm. isn't part of the IHSAA. They're, they're okay. not part of the Indiana High School Athletic Association so that they can do all of the traveling and all of the things that they want to do. So they can't win state championships and everything, but they go to, you know, coast to coast to play ball. So uh, gotcha. it's got its pluses and minuses, obviously. But I cannot think of a school like this. Cathedral would be the closest one in Indianapolis. Yeah. Uh, they're the big Catholic school down there. They recruit, no doubt about it. Uh, Penn, yeah. who has played Cathedral, uh, there is a definite difference Let's just put it that way from the kids that Cathedral has to the kids that Penn has. Uh, and Penn is the fourth or fifth biggest school in the state. So, what was the, um, what was the, how many miles did you say they could travel to play? I thought it was 250. 250 and that's 50? from the state line out. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I believe. Well, I know um, Carson Hobbs, who's committed to Notre Dame in the 2024 class, he goes to Archbishop Moeller in Ohio. His first okay. four games of the season, I believe, are all against Indiana schools. Like I think he plays Bishop Dwanger and a couple gotcha. other those types of schools. So, and where in Ohio are they? Because I think it's from this. It's from the Archbishop Moeller is Cincinnati. He's a Cincinnati oh, that's right kid. over the border. Then, yeah. so that's yeah, that makes a lot of sense. We because Penn played um, Cincinnati Xavier. Uh, last okay. year, got their you know what's handed to them. Uh, I want to look that up real quick because I forget he because we just we just had talked about it on a podcast and because he literally he all his out of conference games quote unquote are all right. Indiana schools. He doesn't play like any okay. Ohio schools out of conference, which is kind of interesting. So he plays Ben Davis. He plays. Uh, Bishop Dwanger. He also plays East Central, which I believe is also an Indiana school, right? East Central in St. Leon, Indiana, okay. I believe. Hmm. I and then, I've never heard of that one. and they play Center Grove, which okay. apparently does a lot of out of state games. A big one. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep, no doubt about that. I if people are putting some uh, answers into the chat here about you know the various schools, Bishop Dwanger, that Bishop Lures, those are both Fort Wayne schools, yep. but they don't. It's the, the question is same caliber athletically and academically. They're those yeah. they those don't mix. They don't hit 
both standards like some of these other big time schools around the country. I mean, it's Isn't great that, schools, was, but was that where Jalen Smith went? Was it Lures? Lures. He went to Lures, right? Yeah, yeah. he yeah. went to Lures. Yep, yeah. he sure did. So, and Center Grove is a, a big public school, you know, uh, down in the Indianapolis area. Big, you know, big time school, but I would. It doesn't match up. You know what I mean with some of these other schools that we're talking about. So, um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, I I think the answer is no. To be honest with you, so um, so yeah, nothing wrong with Indiana, but it doesn't can't hold a candle, as they say. So, uh, but great question. We do have a super chat here, Ryan from Truman Theodore Dumel. Thank you very much, Truman. Thoughts on the Notre Dame barbecue and the Michigan barbecue as far as the food? If I was a recruit visiting. I, I don't oh. know what Michigan had. I, I, I didn't look this one up. I, all I know is that Notre Dame had steak and potatoes and corn and corn. So like that's uh it's pretty good, man. The steak looked like a pretty good cut to me as far as, you know, there was some jokes about the preparation, but then we find out that the recruits were the ones that were preparing it. So I guess we shouldn't yeah. expect this one to be a gourmet steak as far as the preparation is concerned. I don't know. I, I've seen a bunch of uh, shade being thrown at Michigan Vince about um, they all they had was cheeseburgers because of the Jim Harbaugh thing that happened. But you know, I I, I did not That's see good. what they had. I did not see what it had. That's good. I like that. I like that. Oh one. no! Someone said, "Did you not see it? What was it? Someone tell me what it has." They Apparently, had- there was a meme out there, and I kind of looked for it on X, and but I couldn't uh-huh. find it from a search situation um, that they compared. Like there was pictures of the food at both places. And I oh. guess Michigan's paled in comparison. They were saying like <laughs> <Since> uh, <laughs> cafeteria chicken tenders. <laughs> yeah, like microwave uh, mac and cheese, like you know whatever uh, has over and, four uh, million views apparently. Yeah, Archer says I have four million views. Well, I was not one of those views. Archer. No, I, I wasn't either. Man. <laughs> You're gonna have to let us know who to look at, or you know what Twitter handle or whatever to. Oh, hot, hot dogs and chicken strips. Yeah, I definitely would have rather eaten the steak personally. Yeah, that that would have been. So- uh, that would have been Yikes. me, my preference. But Yikes. Uh, and yeah. I do want to hit on somebody brought up Culver Military Academy in Indiana. Mm-hmm. If you are a hockey player, you go to Culver, man. Like their, okay. their, their varsity doesn't even play in the IHSAA. They play a national schedule. Um, okay. Their JV plays in the, in the IHSAA and still win the state title most of the time. Um, oh, my gosh. So, yeah. So if you're so, a hockey player, go to Culver. Yeah. If you're a football player, they're not great in football, uh, to be honest. Gotcha. Beautiful facility, not great in football. Um, oh, man. So I'm sorry, Vince. I, I got distracted because I just read that they had Tyson chicken tenders, hot dogs, great value mac and cheese, and chips ahoy. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, I have a feeling people are exaggerating a little bit. Maybe Quite they're not. Bit. Maybe they're not. I don't, I don't know. Maybe this uh, barbecue was a – Afterthought in Michigan? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, here know. we got a uh, recruiting specific question from our buddy Archer, who's an Ohio State fan. Of course, everybody knows that. Rowan Byrne visited Ohio State during his Midwest trip this past weekend, picked up an offer. Do you see this being a four-way Midwest battle between Notre Dame, Michigan, Wisconsin, and Ohio State? As of right now, Archer, I mean, the most recency, obviously, because he had not been offered at Ohio State, but had this conversation, but he had talked about Notre Dame, Michigan, and Wisconsin. I think Notre Dame had a lead in that in that group. So I think that's what it is now, but I think that Ohio State has a chance to make up ground to be in that group, you know, when it's all said and done. So I think that they have a chance to be in it. But as of my last conversation with Rowan, which was pretty recency, it was it recently, it was still Notre Dame, Michigan, and Wisconsin were the top three schools. But I wouldn't count out Ohio State because no, I would I mean, never they, count out Ohio State. They're great recruiters as well, and they have a right. good offensive line coach. So right. never count out Ohio State. That's for darn sure. A couple more super chats here that I missed, and I apologize. Raymond Harden, thank you for the super chat. Great to see the intel on Coach Rudolph and his big uglies this morning. Sign up for the message board for all the good stuff you won't get anywise. No doubt. I know Brian was paying attention to the big uglies uh, today at practice, and he had some good stuff, I believe, on the message board about that. So make sure you check yep. that out. We've got one more here from Rob Osgood. <laughs> I'm sorry what? to cut you off, Vince, but what someone said it, 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 def- oh. it definitely wasn't grandma's mac and cheese. Nice. Oh, Very nice. Is so good, though. The baked mac and cheese. like Oh, you need the baked with the, with the uh, breadcrumb with the on crust, top. and the crust yeah. on top. Yeah. 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 Mm. yeah. yeah. Only yeah. one way. Only one way to eat mac and cheese, my friends. You're not wrong. I mean, I'll, I'll go craft. I'll go liquid gold, if uh, you know, because that's what the kids like. I get it. But there's nothing better than the mac and the, the, the baked mac and cheese. Nothing better. But my kids might have not to put that yet. Might have to put Archer in timeout, man. He's throwing shade at the green uniforms for Notre Dame, man. I don't know. Archer, come on, because man. Take he, the bias aside for a second. All right. Just take the bias he, out. Look, which one's better? The all black for Ohio State or the all green for Notre Dame? Man, the all black is really nice, though. That's a tough one, okay. man. I mean, the bias aside, the all blacks Ohio I thought they State are silly. I didn't fire. like the all black. Now the all gray ones that they just put out, I do like those. I will the say, nice. that yeah, they're nice. I like the gray ones way better than the black ones. There's I kind of no like, I kind of like Ohio State's uniforms in general. I think they're pretty nice, but well, they're classic, and I can get on board with classic. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, there's, I can definitely get on on board with that. So. Well, and all I'll say is this: is, is Archer brings up, you know, look at the reviews from other fan bases. Archer. People hate Notre Dame. I already know exactly. that, man. I don't, I don't, that doesn't prove anything to me personally. Like I said, there has been some Notre Dame uniforms where I have not been a big fan of, and I'm traditionally not a fan of overly green things. I'm not. But those uniforms were dope, man. The 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 white letter, the white lettering with the blue, it pops, man. It looks fantastic. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm a fan of money. That's usually green. But, yep. you know. 
All right. Uh, yeah, it, it, this is a really good point. Anything Notre Dame does is going to receive hate from all their fan bases. Don't think Notre Dame can do anything right in the eyes of other fans. And that's, that's just the way it is, right? I mean, anything the Yankees do, I'm going to hate it because I hate the Yankees. You know what I mean? Yes. And it's a very similar situation with Notre Dame. And that's that's fine, man. Vince, you know what's going to happen this year is that if Notre Dame – let's say Notre Dame wins a national championship this year. Right. The All the, all the outside media is going to be – Oh, Notre Dame needed it to be the one year where Ohio State, Georgia, and Alabama were all oh, starting a brand new quarterback in the same course. year. It's like, oh, come on, man, come on, come yep, on. Yep, absolutely, and and that's and then that's the thing. It's like you, you're never going to please everybody. That's why if Notre Dame's going to win a national championship, like I want them to beat obviously the big three. I want them to beat like Alabama. I w- I just want them to beat all of the big bo- Georgia, whatever they have to do to make it a legit championship. Like that would be ideal. But at the yeah. same time, as long as they win one, I don't really care. Yeah, I don't care. Doesn't matter. You know me. who with the green uniforms actually looked like? Sorry, I'm getting sidetracked in the in the comments. That's what we do? Have you ever seen Buford's? Um, it's a high school in Georgia. Their uniforms no. they look very similar to what Notre Dame's wearing. Very similar. I, was, I thought it was Buford for a second. I was like, oh, cool. But uh, yeah, I love the greens, man. I really like the greens a lot. I like so. the darker green a little bit better. But you know what? That's being picky, in my opinion, yeah. and it's fine. Let's let's roll with it. It's going to be a lot of fun, and hopefully, it promotes people wearing green in the stands to drown out some of the ugly red that's going to be in there. Yes, so. some of the ugly red. <laughs> All right, Rob Osgood. We're, I knew we we're going to get to your super chat, buddy. Thank you very much for it, though. Hey guys, uh, thank you for the intel this weekend. I'm excited about the potential safeties in the 25 recruiting class. We kind of talked about this a little bit, but your thoughts, Ryan, on the safeties. I was actually texting with Brian last night when I was just kind of talking to some kids and getting some general feedback. And Rob, thank you for the uh, for the compliment here. You're welcome for the intel. I'll try to get out as much as we possibly can, obviously. But for as much slack as as, as Chris O'Leary has caught in the 2024 class, and it's <laughs> deserved, folks. I'm not sure. giving him a pass. Like it was not a. You ended up getting Bronte Johnson, who I think is going to be a very good player for Notre Dame at safety, but there was a lot of misses and there was a lot of questions, sure. obviously, in safety recruiting this year. They are in a really good spot with a lot of the safeties in 2025. So I think that 2025 is going to end up being a tremendous safety class. I mean, as of right now, Notre Dame's in a, in a really good spot with Ethan Long. I think they're in a good spot with Ivan Taylor. They've had Jordan Young on campus. Mai Tai Tagaioa out of Nevada is a player that likes them. Trey Harrison out of California really likes them. And then you really move the needle with a guy like Jadon Blair out of North Carolina. So I think if you get a nice three-man class out of the majority of those players I just talked about, that's going to be a really, really good 2025 class. So, yes, I think Notre Dame is moving the needle with a lot of safeties in the 2025 group. Absolutely. Love that. Love that. Because, you know, again, it's a place where Notre Dame can do a lot better in their recruiting right now. There's, I mean, no two ways about it, right? Yep. Another recruiting question from Archer. We're still giving you airtime, dude, even though you're a hater on the green jerseys. Mizzou is making a big push to keep. Mm, yep. Well, Williams and Winieri is the okay. player that he's talking. I'll let to. you read yep. the rest of this. So okay. Missouri is making a big push for to keep Williams and Winieri, Ryan Wingo, and Jeremiah McClellan home. Do you think Missouri can make headway on St. Louis and become a quality program in the SEC? It's a great question, Archer. It's a great question. Can they? 
think it's possible. I mean, because you can you can convince. I mean, they got Luther Burden obviously to stay in state. You know, in Missouri last year. So can they get a couple of these guys to stay in state? I think it's possible. I think that they'll still lose some kids because ultimately they're not that program right now. And I personally, I'm not a fan of their head coach. I do not. He does not have a great reputation from the NFL side. And there is a lot of kind of background noise to drink wits. And I think that there's, I, I'm just not sold on him being the guy long-term for Missouri, but I think if they have the right guy in, in charge, I think that they can keep some of those great players in state. It's just about that constant attention. Like if you were able to keep some of the St. Louis kids in the state of Missouri to play for the Tigers, then they're going to become a more quality program. I mean, it, that group right there, Vince Williams and Winieri by at least two platforms is rated as the number one player in the 2024 class. Ryan Wingo is a player that Notre Dame fans are very familiar with high four-star five-star caliber wide receiver out of St. Louis University and Jeremiah McClellan out of Christian Brothers in the state of in the state of Missouri as well. If you're able to keep that man, that's really, really good. So they can be that archer, in my opinion. I'm just not buying it for for Elijah Elijah Drinkwitz. Like I just don't think that he's the guy as a head coach personally. All right. I just sent you a text, by the way, that you're gonna have to check out. Um Uh-oh. So yeah. Oh, okay. no. Is that it? <laughs> apparently, apparently, that's the picture of uh, Michigan's food, which... Wait, so... Wait, so th- this bad. this young man tweeted this out, like, as a positive thing. Yeah, <laughs> that's correct. That's disheartening. I feel so it's, bad for those kids that went there. I, right? That's horrible. If I, I mean, if that, I was a parent, I'd be like, hey, can I get my money back? Like, that was seriously? absolutely terrible. What the heck? That, that's pathetic, actually, is the word I would use. I mean, I, I know, I know, everything's a little tight right now with the uh, Jim Harbaugh stuff, but man, you couldn't get anything better than that. That's uh, man. I can't believe a recruit really just post. I can't believe a recruit posted that. Like, man, the the eats at the big house. What? <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh. maybe that's good for him. I don't know what his home life is like. Whoever that was, I don't know. I would, I would use that as I would use that as negative recruiting, Vince. I'd be like, why would you go? <laughs> Like next year for the for the cookouts, if Notre Dame's and Michigan's on the same day, I would just send that if I was Notre Dame and be like, hey, you can come get the steak or you can come get right. this. Like you make your decision, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, just saying. Like that's yeah. pretty bad. That's pretty, pretty, pretty bad. Okay. My 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 dog my dog eats better than that on a daily basis than what I just saw on Twitter. All right. There we go. No, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. That's a very good point. All right. Uh C V L E N G O eight. Did Streberg make the trip again? Any update on him, and did I miss it? You did not miss it. I, I would just go to the boards at IrishBreakdown.com. I'll also have an interview piece on him at some point, hopefully either tonight or tomorrow. Owen Streberg, star offensive lineman out of Catholic Memorial in the state of Wisconsin, 6'8", 290 pounds, top target for Notre Dame on the offensive line board as of right now. He did make the visit, which was his third this offseason. Notre Dame is still in a very good spot. Everything is trending in a very good direction in this one. So no massive updates other than Notre Dame continues to do very well with Owen Streamy. But he did make the trip. Yes, he did. Beautiful. Another super chat here from Rob. Hey, guys. Uh, Nope. I think I did that one already. Here's the one I wanted. Gregory Perez. Thank you, Gregory. In the event that we strike out on Deuce, is there a prospect that personally excites you and the staff? At quarterback, that's on the board right now. I mean, there's a ton that excite me. Of guys that I think are realistic, Bear Bachmeyer, he he excites me a lot. He's a quarterback 
Out of California, his older brother, Tiger, who is two years older than him, is playing at Stanford this year, playing wide receiver. And then his oldest brother is is Hank Bachmeyer that played at Boise State and is down at Louisiana Tech now playing quarterback. Bear is really talented, man. I think he kind of gets like this label, Vince. I don't know if you've seen his film, but he gets his label as like kind of a gamer because he's got kind of that backyard like type of feel to his game because he's like – Six one and three quarters, two hundred twenty five pounds can run a little bit. Kind of works out of structure a ton, but the thing about Bear Bachmeyer is, I think that Bear is really talented, and he but he's still learning how to play the quarterback position. So I think okay. when he gets with a really good quarterback coach, you're gonna be like, oh, that dude's a dog. Like he's a really good football player. So I like Bear Bachmeyer a lot. If Notre Dame ended up with Bear Bachmeyer in the class. I would not be upset at all. I think he's a really, really good football player. Do I think that Deuce Knight is better? Yes. Do I think Tucson has higher upside? Yes. But Bear Bachmeyer is a really good quarterback that you can win a lot of games with. So is it is it right now on the board as you understand it, Deuce and then Bear? So as of right now, it's all Deuce. Deuce is the guy, but they are right. I think I think they're expanding the board a little bit, what they already did with Bear Bachmeyer. If they miss out on Deuce, I think the, the board will get expanded even a little bit more. Okay. But I think gotcha. that ultimately if Notre Dame ended up in the situation where they had to take Bear Bachmeyer, I don't think anybody's going to be upset about it. Like that's okay. just kind of where it sits here. So, but I would think that if Deuce Knight gets off the board and he does not pick Notre Dame, that the board would expand a little bit. Guys like Carter Smith we may be in that conversation and a couple other kids that Notre Dame has kind of done their digging on and do their due diligence on. But Bear Bachmeyer is certainly at the top of that list of secondary options. All right. Irish Gordian not. Can you talk about what the differences of the recruiting styles and preferences between Harry and Rudolph? That's a really good question. I, I think it, I mean, I think it kind of portrays their coaching styles a little bit, Vince, because I know you talked about recently the main differences you've seen in the class of, of the two coaches in live and, and some of the things that are similar, though. I would say this. I think that they at Harry and Coach He stands. Excuse me. I'm not on a first paid basis. <laughs> coach Stan and Coach Rudolph, I think that the main things that they hold very similarly is that they like tackle bodies. They like length yep. at the offensive line position because length can usually transition to other spots. They get stronger. They fill out the frames, that type of thing. So they like tackle bodies. They do. Offensive linemen that are interior players, they still like to have kind of an offensive tackle background so that they have some really good movement skills. I think that's also very similar. I think the biggest difference is honestly, because I think they value a lot of the same things. Like they want foot quickness. They want physicality. They want length. Like those things are all very similar to Coach Stan and Coach Rudolph. I think the biggest difference is how they go about recruiting. I think that Harry Heastan is very old school. This isn't a negative at all. Harry, he stands like, look at my resume. I like you. You could be a really good player at Notre Dame, offensive line you, come play for me. And it's just a point blank system of how to get a player to come to campus, which nothing wrong with that. It's worked for a very long time. Coach Rudolph is very relationship driven. I think he's a little bit more of a relationship guy than what Coach Heastand was, which again, not a negative, not a positive, just different ultimately. So I think he's going to play the relationship card a little bit more, develop that relationship. Coach Eastan is like business, right? Like, guys, I'm going to take Mike McGlinchey, who's an undersized offensive tackle coming out of high school, and turn him into a first-round draft pick. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that with you as well. I'm going to coach you hard. I'm going to coach you aggressively, and I'm going to make you the best version of yourself. 
Coach Rudolph has much more of a, a – he's loud, but I think he's more ma- like mannered, I guess is for lack of a better term, of how he kind of talks to players on, on the – you know, on the recruiting or not a recruiting field on the playing field and being able to develop those relationships. So not a huge difference as far as what they value, just about how they go about, I guess, pitching why Notre Dame's the best spot for them. There we go. Love it. All right. Let's jump into, I think we had another super chat down here. Uh, let's see here. Let me decline that phone call. Uh, Gregory <laughs> Perez with another one. <laughs> Uh, thanks for everything, guys. One more question: What do y'all think about the NIL bill that is being floated around? I'm gonna I haven't seen because I have no idea what he's talking about. Yeah, uh, Gregory, I haven't seen it. I haven't. I mean, I, I don't know if this is like a brand new thing that just happened. If you could just put a couple of particulars in the chat, I would love to talk about this and just kind of get some instant reactions. Right. But I don't know enough about this new NIL bill. I know that there's been a big discussion, obviously, because we're talking about all the media days the conference media days and there's been different ideas that have been floated out there like a salary cap and like all different types of stuff and different windows and you know eliminating kind of some of the collectives and there's been a lot of things that have been thrown out there but i'm not familiar enough with this right now good call yeah i'm, I'm not just not really sure what bill is being thrown out there i think it's a little disheartening that that's what our lawmakers are worried about is nil and not the other things that plague this country. So, uh, but whatever. Yeah. So I guess we'll find out. So if, if, if Gregory, if you're in there, uh, oh, here, of course, Tommy Tuberville is introducing a new bill into Congress. And that's yeah. what happens when you elect a football coach to Congress. Is, so, is, is Tommy Tuberville part of Congress? I had no uh, idea. I believe he's in the house. Interesting. Yeah, I, I believe. That. So, um, I guess I could look, I could, I could pull a Brian and look that up here real quick. <laughs> he's, he's much faster at, at pulling things up. He's a Senator. He's a Senator. Really? Wow. Apparently, um, I had no idea. No idea. I had no idea either. Senate. Wow. Huh. Senator Tuberville. Okay. Very interesting. His, yeah. His, uh, his Twitter handle or his X handle, I guess, whatever you call it is Senator Tuberville. So so, so Gregory had just said, and obviously this isn't like deep analysis, but just like a couple of the particulars, he said he is talking about more limits on the transfer portal, okay, okay. and more public registration of NIL money. In theory, that sounds great. It sounds fantastic. I think, the, I think the biggest thing about NIL right now is everything is behind the scenes and everything is not – you can't – you don't really know what's happening behind closed doors, right? And I think that making it more – out in the open, you can uh, verify what is legal and what is not legal and work through that. So in theory, it's it sounds good, Gregory. I just haven't read enough about it to like have a deep analysis on it. I think right. that limiting the transfer portal in some capacities is a great idea as well. I don't know exactly what his ideas are, but I mean, in theory, it sounds great. I just would like to know what exactly his full plans are with it. Right. I, I'm the first guy to say that there needs to be more regulation on the way that they're handling NIL. NIL in its infancy and in, in the reason that NIL came around is is 100% great. Kids should get paid for name, image, and likeness. I have no problem with that. I think that's long overdue, to be honest with you. But the the blank checks to come to your school as a recruit is ridiculous. Like that part is ridiculous. Now, if they actually said, hey, you know, you sign this contract to come to our school and then you'll be able to do 
one, two, three, and get paid to do those things, sign autographs, you know, represent a car dealership, whatever, you know, whatever the case may be, as long as they're actually doing those things to earn the money, great, do that. But the the right. entrance fees are ridiculous. And, and if they can get a handle on that, then I think things yeah. are going to be a lot better. So, but I think that's going to be way more easier said than done too, which is the other problem. So transparency is how we eliminate that fine line between pay or pay for play and NIL, what it's, what it's meant to be and what it has become. So yes, I think that transparency is a big thing for me. That's absolutely correct. Yeah. No doubt about that. All right. RIP Ma Pluta. So if Ma Pluta is a real person, rest in peace. Did anyone come out of the grill and chill not feeling part of the group? So I guess we can also expand this to negative feelings coming out of the grill and chill. I have not talked to a single player that did not have a great time. And I feel like Notre Dame made a good impression on them. So I think that for me, like the the greatest, there's always going to be a player that may be on let me phrase this a little better. There's always going to be a player that's maybe more of a down the board prospect or a plan B type of player that kind of figures out on these types of trips that they're more of a plan B as far as like, cause there's always that player that like wants to commit, but ends up not being a take type of conversation that needs to happen. So that can become a negative thing, but from everyone that I've talked to, no negatives so far. I mean, and that could Good. change because again, 31 players on campus, haven't talked to every single one of them yet. Uh, plan to obviously over the next you know six to eight hours here, but uh, very positive feedback as as of right now. Okay, good deal. Irish Gordian, not can you also talk about the coaching difference between? We kind of talked about that, so I'm gonna unstar that. My bad. Uh, this is what happens when you don't proofread the questions. And uh, well, you that, talked about it the good. other day, as far as the differences you saw from a practice perspective, right? right? As far as yeah. Oh yeah. yeah is that, okay. Yeah. So uh, Rudolph is using the shoot a lot more than Harry ever did, yeah. but a lot of the same types of drills, just kind of a different way of going about it. And I will say that their teaching points are right on par with each other, which to me is great because I was a big fan of the way Harry taught offensive line and what he stressed was very, very important to the play of offensive line. And so I love the fact that it feels like those two are very much on the same page. Now, they may have different ways of going about it, but what they're stressing is very similar, which is great. I I don't really care about your method as long as the, you know, I don't care about the means, I care about the end, right? And as long as the means are stressing what it takes to get to the end, then I'm I'm very happy. And so... I think that's yeah. kind of what we're looking at at the moment. Uh, Brian was yeah. down there a lot more today, that, and I was down there more last week. We both kind of had the same thing to say uh, based on what we're yeah. hearing and what we're seeing. So, uh, so good. So, things. is it fair to say that the core competencies are the same? It's just about the process is a little bit different of how to get there. I guess if you want to put I had it that to bring way. up big words, didn't you? Okay, yeah, that's core fine. competency. Oh man, you're a D. You talk about core competency all the time. What are you talking about? <laughs> that's an education word right there, man. That's yes, totally it is. an education word. But yes, I agree with you completely that that is exactly what we're talking about. So, as uh, well played, it's well played, Ryan. All right, Charlie Weiss's last belt loop. How do you guys feel about uh, Sean's – I always say this last name wrong. Sevalano. There we go. I'm still not sold on him. Feels like just a fat kid that can move respectfully but needs to put on muscle. 
Sure, Charlie, you can't say respectfully and call someone fat in the same second sentence. That's not how respect works. I like that all the time to me. I don't know how that, you know, although it's probably not respectfully. Respectful. I think that that guy sucks and he's fat. No, that's not how respect <laughs> works. <laughs> oh, man. I, look, I am waiting to see senior year of Sean Cevillano because I have heard from a lot of different people. And Notre Dame is one of them, you know, some, some people, some sources there that think Sean is going to be a really good football player at Notre Dame. And some people are biased and right, but some people are not. So I am looking forward to seeing what that senior year looks like, because there's a lot to like. I mean, he's incredibly productive. I know it's not against the greatest competition of the world, but he's incredibly productive. He has good size and he's a really smart kid, man, really smart. So I think there's a lot of positives. Am I sold based on on junior film, Charlie? No, I'm not. And a full transparency there, right? I'm not fully sold on it. But I think we do need to remember with a lot of these kids is that there is a senior year to be played, right? There is a senior year to be played, and I'm looking forward to seeing what Sevillano looks like as a senior. Yeah, and guys make a big jump. I mean, you've caught, you taught high school. You've coached high school. Like, kids make a big physical jump. The biggest physical jumps for me are usually between freshman and sophomore year and then yeah. between junior and senior year like that those are the biggest jumps to me between sophomore and junior year some guys obviously but like as as a as a whole i don't feel like there's a whole lot of difference between sophomores and juniors but then it's like junior to senior it's like they become men like there's a big difference so i always like to see senior film uh of guys that yes. have committed or guys that are you know because they they can be completely different dudes by then there's no doubt about that Vince, you know what? Uh, so someone actually just reminded me because it was in the chat a little bit. Ricky Bobby was actually on yesterday, and I just completely, I just remembered that one part where he's like, "With all due respect," and remember, I'm saying, "With all due respect," <laughs> that idea isn't worth the painting of a. And I'm not going to finish the rest of the sentence because <laughs> it's insane. But yeah, man, I, yeah, that's not actually the real world, Charlie. How that works, though, you can't say like, "With all due respect." He's a fat kid. Like, no, man, you can't do that. So, yeah. DJ oh, Armageddon said, uh, quote, you can't say whatever you want to me if you say with all due respect immediately afterwards. <laughs> exactly with all due respect, you're an idiot. Uh, no. You didn't mean to be respectful at all. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Another super chat here from Chen Boat. Thank you very, very much for that super chat. Hey, IB Nation, just wanted to give my brother Alex a special 32nd birthday shout out today. One of the biggest Irish fans I know and a big supporter of IB. Love you, brother. Go Irish. Well, happy birthday, Alex. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Really, really appreciate that. Last day of July, so summer birthday. Well done, sir. Well done. I, one of my best friends' 32nd birthday is today as well, Alex. So happy birthday to you, sir. Happy birthday. Yeah, absolutely. And and. Our um, our videographer from practice, Chris Summers, uh, who I've coached with for many, many, many years, his birthday was yesterday. The big three three. Feel very young. Nice. Right. nice. He's very young. I feel very old when I hear how old he is and that he's a good friend of mine. So, um, so yeah, birthdays all around, man. Thanks, Chen. Really appreciate it. And happy birthday, Alex. Thanks for hanging out with us, man. Really, really, really appreciate it. Let's see. Let me star that one. Get back on the list. Here we go. I'm not sure what this one is referring to. It says, how are the kids? Well, we both have kids. So our we actual children? Our kids. That's our what actual I'm assuming. Kids. I don't know. Okay. I'll let you go first. Go <laughs> ahead. My, my daughters are doing very well. 
We actually have tomorrow have our a double doctor appointment, Vince, because my Ooh. newest daughter just turned two months and my right. other daughter just turned two and a half. So Smart. It's a double doctor appointments. Yeah, Smart. man. So got to pair it up. Two birds with one stone. Nice. Juliet's good. She uh, she is she is kicking potty training's butt right now, which is fantastic. And Raina's well fantastic. Done, half. Okay, I'm gonna give she's, you credit for that. Yeah, man. Nah, she's doing she's doing really well. And then Raina is, for the most part, only waking up once a night as of lately, which is good. It's a, it's a positive really step good. in the right direction. So they're doing well. Oh, no. Doing well. My kids, uh, the big one is my my oldest. He's going into his junior year at Penn High School, which is which is right here. And so he's hoping to be a double starter in the fall, soccer and football, uh, which is, a, in my opinion, and an, I'll dad brag this all day long, the fifth biggest school in the state of Indiana, and he's going to be a starter potentially on both teams at the same exact time. Uh, so really proud of him. He's Today's the first day of official practice, so we got tryouts today. So he's going to be nice. doing soccer and football. <laughs> And uh, so he's a busy guy here moving forward. And uh, so I'm really proud of him and what he's been able to do. And he's got 3.9 GPA. So he's kicking butt in school too. So. Wow. I know, right? And so the twins are going into eighth grade. So that's exciting. And my fourth is going into sixth grade. So I got three in middle school now, one in high school. And then my youngest, the baby of the family, uh, he is going to be in third grade. So everybody's moving right along, man. Just getting ready for school. I'm still, I'm still so dumbfounded when we were texting the other day and I found out that your son has an eight to eight every single day of just busy and doing <laughs> school and doing double practice. Like that's nuts, man. 12 hour it's days. Crazy. It's crazy. Keeps him nice yeah. and regimented. Like I've actually thought about the service academies being a good spot for him because it's so regimented on everything that you do every day. And like, that's where he excels yeah. is when he's got something yeah. going on all the time. You know what I mean? So I love it. I love hey, it. We'll see what happens with the future, but uh should be a fun fall. Like I'm really looking for like Notre Dame is going to be awesome, I think. And then get to watch my kid do his thing, which is going to be a lot of fun. So life is good, man. I can't complain. Blessed. Hashtag blessed. All right, here we go. Hashtag blessed. Hashtag blessed. <laughs> Inside joke. Shoot, you should put that on the X today. I love that. <laughs> Hashtag blessed. All right. Uh, here we go. All right. I clicked it once. Here we go. Robert, uh, thanks for the mailbag question. A bit off topic. Oh, like we haven't been already, so it's all good. But what is a favorite Notre Dame moment that would make an iconic poster? For example, Teo and the overtime goal line stand versus Stanford in 12. Thank you so very much for all you do. That was actually going to be my pick. I didn't even see that you were going with the Stefan Taylor goal line stand. That was incredible, though, Vince. Was I mean, awesome. that was with the rain too. Man. Like, yeah, that yeah, one was yeah. that was awesome. Uh, I, I mean, because like moment. I mean, you know, you know what's you know what's sad though, Vince, is that iconic doesn't necessarily mean positive, right? I mean, wouldn't the bush Ooh. push be an iconic yeah, thing technically? Like that would be iconic, not for Notre Dame fans. That's the first one that came but... to mind. If I'm being honest with you, and I was yeah. like, I can't say that. That's that's negative. Yeah. <sighs> like maybe like uh, mid kickoff return against Wisconsin, like Chris Tyree running that ball back. Like that would be yeah. cool to get that oh, one. I'll give you one. Kyra yeah. Williams breaking like six tackles in the backfield against North Carolina and going like 90 yards or whatever it was. Like that was nuts, Boy. man. Could you imagine just getting it on a poster of him like having six guys surrounding him and just breaking out somehow? Like that would be pretty dope. That would be really cool. How, 
How about Miles Boykin with the one-handed catch against LSU in the bowl game? Uh, was it the Music City Bowl? Uh, that was a pretty good. So if you like got the shot of him one-handed catching it, like that would be pretty cool. Uh, I would because yeah. it's like you got to have like a photograph moment. Like a lot of these are like in my head, they're video moments. You know what I mean? Like it's a whole right. thing. It's not just like a snapshot. So yep. you know, and like somebody said, the the Benjamin Morrison interception where he returned it, like. Some of the best parts of that was the actual return. You know what I mean? So, like, right. it's a video, right. not like a shot, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, but, that uh, makes sense. Yeah, a lot of things going through my head, though, which is great because I love watching Notre Dame. No doubt about that. Yes, sir. All right. Or maybe yeah. um, maybe Nelson putting Rasheen Green just in, in – and um, he was like in a, he was basically just like backpedaling <laughs> against USC. Like that would be pretty dope too.